Hi, welcome. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to our podcast. Hello. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all of the beautiful feedback that you always give us. And this is episode 22. Wild. 2 22 It's not 222, but there have been a lot of twos. It will be. There's, There's not- a lot of tootie tootie twos. Yeah. Yeah, this is episode 22 in the month of two, two. in the year of 22. 22. Yeah. A lot of twos. Well, I wonder what that means. I wonder about numerology-wise what we're dealing with here. I don't know. I don't. I never... Two for one. That's one tweakopedia I never did. Yeah, me neither, really. I mean, I know it exists. I think I knew something about it at one point, but shockingly have forgotten. Uh it didn't it didn't really capture me no i was like oh that's that's one thing you could do but because the thing is your numerology like your number is a math equation the day plus the year plus the whatever but if the day is two digits you add them together i don't know there's a whole system that was just a little too finicky or a little too uh demanding I think we have an important update about one of the topics we talked about last week. What is it? Well, it's about you. Oh. And your wearables, your sleeping. Oh, God. You mean the update that is the house of cards that yeah. is my mental health? Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't know if it's an important update, but it's a... You know, got my mind blown at therapy again by, like, the most freaking obvious, like, right in front of me, all of the clues. And, okay, so I went to my therapist, who's really great. She knows me very well. She also has, we have some things in common, which is that. I don't even like saying this out loud. I don't like to talk about it. (laughs) Bring it. Okay, so about 10 years ago, more than that, 15 years ago, I got a diagnosis of fibromyalgia, which is a kind of mysterious, used to be like mysterious constellation of kind of vague symptoms and I never, like, when I got the diagnosis, I never really attached to it. Like, I, it didn't really, like, it didn't click into place and explain a whole lot of things for me. It was just kind of like, oh, all right, that's fine. That is whatever. I didn't really, like, I don't know, didn't really attach to it. And I'm, I'm not going to take any medication for it specifically because I don't generally enjoy taking medications of any sort. So the thing about fibromyalgia is it is a like a episodic, like it comes in like flare up, like flare ups. ups. Yeah, flares. Right, flares. So it's sending a flare. I think of like a flare gun. Like hello, yeah, hi, yeah, hello, hello, we're here. Yeah. Don't forget, we're here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's what it feels like sometimes. So with me, like I tend to forget that I have it, mm. and then I start feeling poorly and so this the symptoms and how that it affects me is i get real brain foggy Mm -hmm. i get very fatigued like i can't wake up i have a hard time getting out of bed i can't wait to go back to bed and then 
That's me every day, by the way. The cruel, yeah, the cruel twist is that I also can't sleep very uh, well. Yes. And also I have inflammation. Pain. Body pain. pain. Like actual yeah. pain. Yeah, pain on, and it's very, it's, it's a specific kind of pain where it occurs equilaterally. Like it'll be both my elbows, both my knees, both my hips, both my shoulders. Mm. So seven or eight months ago, a year ago, like I was doing a pretty great job of like going to regularly see my naturopath, going to regularly see my therapist, exercising regularly. Peloton. Pelotoning and taking quite a number of supplements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That do a really good job of like treating a multitude of different symptoms or like mm -hmm. like I can if I take magnesium I don't it doesn't hurt as bad if I take 5-HTP I like sleep better like I, I take a handful you know a pretty big handful like uh, I, I take 25 pills in the morning and another 12 or so at night and it looks kind of like fucking outlandish like it's a giant handful of pills it does and every i walk by your desk like i'll walk by your desk in the morning or something and all your pile of supplements are sitting there and i'm not kidding you every single time i have the thought of just like i'm so glad i'm not trying to take that many supplements in a day and then i'll walk the next day i'll just be like holy shit mm -hmm. <laughs> and do right. you just try to kind of like trickle them in throughout the day as you're sitting at yeah. your desk like mm -hmm. okay yeah 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 so here is the description of the house of cards I go to my therapist and I'm like, well, I got this aura ring and I've been tracking my sleep and it's very bad news. Like, it's bad news. I sleep terribly, like four hours a night, like real bad. And it gives you the breakdown of like, this is your light sleep. This is your deep sleep. This is your REM. This is how long it takes you to get to sleep. This is your... This is your heart rate while you're sleeping, like a bunch of data, and it's all pretty bad. Like, you sleep four hours a night. Pretty dire It data. takes you, yeah, it takes you 45 minutes to an hour and a half to fall asleep. You don't stay asleep for long. You get, like, 15% of the REM that you should get. Like, it's all very fucked. Mm -hmm. Which I would assume makes you feel worse, more anxiety, and makes you feel worse and just like a bad, like just bad news, being bombarded with bad news from your yeah. Aura, right. I'm aura like, I hate this. Data. I hate. I hate this wearable now. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> Tell me something good. Give me a badge. Yeah. Give me a little yeah. celebration. Right. Give me some Let confetti. Give me something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Quit telling me to pay attention to my <laughs> sleep that I don't get. So I take it to my therapist. I'm like, it's worse than I thought. Like. I feel really sad about it. Like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, well, what happened to like, what happened to the, I mean, here's what's great. She also suffers from fibromyalgia. Mm. So she knows about like this constellation of symptoms. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, how is it? How does your body feel? And I'm like, it hurts all the time. I don't feel well. I'm not sleeping well. I am very fatigued and I am I'm, like, frustrated Tired. at how Exhausted. I feel. Yeah. 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 And she's like, well, are you still taking your supplements? And I was like, you know, I'm not because uh, <laughs> it was a lot of pills, and I just felt like I didn't want to take that many pills. And, and she's like, can you think of the event that, like, 
can you think of the reason why you stopped taking the pills? And I'm like, well, there's one magnesium pill and it's very big and you have to take two of them. And I just didn't like swallowing that big pill twice. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know, maybe this is everybody. Maybe this is alcoholism. Maybe this is just me. But I stopped taking the pill, the big pill. So I stopped taking all the pills. <laughs> yeah, just like, I don't want to yeah. take supplements <laughs> yeah. anymore. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of swallowing all those pills all day long. And then she's like, when do you think that happened? And I'm like, I don't know, like maybe three or four, five months ago or something. She's like, probably around the time you got that new job or, you know, the new position, the new title at your work. And I was like, yeah, probably around then. And she's like, when do you think you kind of like your exercise kind of started to slow down? I'm like, well, probably like about three or four weeks after that, four weeks is I don't have time because I got to go to work because I got work to do because my work is really important to me. And and all of these things that I like to stop doing, stop taking the supplements, stop exercising, stop going to see my naturopath, who does like physical manipulation, body work on me, stop going to the chiropractor, like stop doing all the things that make me feel better. All of those decisions at the time that I'm making them, first of all, it doesn't seem like permanent decisions. It just seems like right now, today. Yeah, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm to too busy. Yeah. I have too many meetings or whatever. And then, so they all sound like rational thought. And then four months go by and I'm like, I feel like shit. I feel super terrible. But it happens like slowly and like incrementally and in a way where I don't, connect the dots of like oh the supplements were making me feel better and feeling better is an important part of like exercising and exercising is an important part of sleeping and sleeping is an important part of feeling rested which is an important part of going to work and not feeling foggy <laughs> and like it's all a freaking spider web house of cards <laughs> that falls the fuck apart because I don't want to take a big pill mm-hmm Right? Like, that's the, it all just is like, that's the delicate balance that is my, that is like my okayness. Mm -hmm. And I cannot feel well for a long time before I'm like, I don't feel well. Like, this doesn't feel right. I just think like, and so then we start talking about that. I'm like, oh, I mean, what? And immediately what I start doing is start feeling. Like, I should be better than that. Like, it's so obvious. I would see this immediately if this was a sponsee talking to me. Like, why why do I not recognize it in myself that I, like, will pick work over self-care 100% of the time? Like, why don't I see that about myself? And ironically, like, that's my job is to help people prioritize <laughs> self -care. support and yeah. self-care, right? Like, that's my job. And I don't do it for myself, and I don't even realize that I'm not doing it for myself. And it's like this incremental, slow nosedive, and I don't recognize it. And, and you know, what I would typically do is say, like, God, why am I, why am I not better? Why mm. am I not better than that? Why do I, oh, why am I just such a basket case? Like, why does it fall apart? I'm like a fucking jalopy of a person, <laughs> right? Like, I'm driving on, you know, three flat tires and a freaking Frisbee, right? I mean, it's just like, I'm a jalopy. I got spring shooting out all the time. And, and she's like, well, 
let's look into that. Let's think about that a little bit. What what happened when you didn't feel well when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, sometimes nothing. Some most of the time, nothing. Mm. Nothing like n- no acknowledgement, no recognition, no care. Mm-hmm. People were really busy. People were really distracted. My parents were like not that tuned into their own physical bodies. And so mine was not like prioritized. We didn't talk about how we felt. It kind of wasn't okay to not be okay. Right? So it was inconvenient for the, you just felt like an inconvenience when, yeah. Right. For some reason, I don't know if it's anybody's fault, but I felt insignificant. I felt insignificant a lot of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, my needs don't matter. And it's not safe to, like, acknowledge or mention that you are not, that you need help or that you're not feeling well or, right? That makes you, first of all, you're going to get ignored, but also you might get ridiculed. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I just am t- not, toughen up, just like yeah. toughen up and pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just, just get your shit together, dude. Just yeah. get your shit together. Yeah. And my shit's like never together. Just muscle your way through it. Yeah. Yeah. So then then it becomes not safe to acknowledge that I am not feeling well. And then that becomes a pattern of my life that I am late to acknowledge that I don't feel well. Mm-hmm. And so don't want to take the big pill. So my therapist is such a genius. She's like, why don't I just send you a link to these magnesium pills that are not big pills? I'm like, what? Yeah, that'd probably be really helpful. (laughs) Probably the really great answer. Yeah. Yeah, Like, why don't I just not take the huge pills? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now I have the magnesiums that are not huge pills and I'm taking my, I've got the pile of pills that I'm Mm -hmm. taking slowly over hours in the day. And, hoping to feel better soon and sleep better and not be so achy and crabby. There have been times, I told you this the other day when you had this, after your, when you told me this information for the first time, I said, you know, I moved, I'm down to two supplements. I take two of each, so I'm down to four capsules a day. And I had moved them into the kitchen. We have a cupboard in our kitchen with a bunch of supplements and then also some ibuprofen and stuff in it. So I moved them there so they wouldn't be sitting on my desk and I didn't take them after that. I would never go in the kitchen to take my supplements. So we talked about barriers, like yeah, like the smallest thing. And so I, when I came back from my vacation, I emptied out the bottles, both bottles of the two supplements into this plastic container and I put it in my desk drawer and I've taken them every day since. If they're in my desk for whatever reason, right. I my brain says I can access them, I can take them. Also, the thing I want to say about you going through this is, as you said, like you can you be able to piece this together for someone else probably pretty easily and intuitively. And just how important it is, no matter how long we're sober, how much spiritual growth we've experienced, how hard we're seeking, how much we want to be in reality and and be in touch with ourselves, we can always use an outside perspective. Somebody else can always see us more clearly at times than we can see ourselves. And it just really exemplifies the importance of a community and having like a trusted Sherpa that you're fully disclosed to. And Mm -hmm. I rely on it. I mean, what our basic text says is that we are constitutionally incapable of being honest with ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's what they say about there are certain types that are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. And the way I hear that is like, I can be honest with you. 
right? You can you can trust me with the your ATM card. You can give me a key to your car. You can right. I'll watch your dog. Like I'll watch your house. You can trust me. I can be honest with you. If you hurt my feelings, I can tell you. What I seem to have a problem doing is being be honest with myself about myself. And it's not because I don't want it's not to be. It's because right. I don't see it. Right. I don't, for some reason, I don't take this this seemingly random, you know, constellation <laughs> and yeah. say like, oh, this is all related. Right. Right? Like, I can't make those, I can't see it in me. But for some reason, like, I can see it in you. And so I'm not going to, I will never be the one to, like, recognize where I'm blind, right? Like, how would I? Right. I'm in delusion. I don't see it, but I can see it on you. Right. It's like the blind spot in your rearview mirror. Like, I, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm willing to see. I just fucking can't see it because it's the right. blind spot. If I move right. my mirror a little bit or if I add the other little mirror on my mirror, then I can see the blind spot. But just given, like, my day-to-day -day tools, I can't see it. And also, I think this exemplifies... The example of how those things, they creep up. It's like people leaving AA. Like, my life is great now. I feel great. I'm healthy. I'm doing a lot of stuff for my wellness. And my life's busy. And I don't need this anymore. Or mm -hmm. I'm on some you know, mental health medication. And I, now that I feel great, I, feel I don't better. need to take it anymore. And it's just like, the in the respect of the things that you're talking about, it's not like you had a recurrence of use or you had a behavioral health or mental health episode. But what I'm saying is these things that build up that are just like sober life, just regular living stuff, build up, build up, build up. And you're feeling physically worse and worse. You're getting less and less sleep. So let's just say in a hypothetical situation in a person, you get to the point because of all those things that you feel you're suffering to the extent that you need relief. Yep, I'm on thin and ice. Then, no, you're not on thin ice. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying. I'm like, not saying that I am, but that's where it will go, right? Like eventually, mm -hmm. who knows, seven years, 10 years, exactly. like 15 right. months, like we right? Like to, in some future version of of like me being in delusion about how I feel or or what are mm -hmm. like how far I can drift away from like the disciplines that keep me okay mm -hmm. and not recognize that it's happening I can get pretty spooled out and then I'm on thin ice well and it's like all of the sides of the triangle and you're doing everything else. You do a ton of AA. You sponsor a bunch of people. You're doing great at your job. You're, jo you're doing great in your relationship. You're doing great in, you know, all these different areas. And then this thing of, like, I can't sleep. I'm not sleeping. Mm -hmm. I'm not sleeping. Yeah. I'm not sleeping. Right. It's just, like, what the heck? It doesn't make sense, you know? Just, like, I'm doing – I'm living my life. I'm showing up for my, all my responsibilities. I'm yeah. It's subtle, Paying man. my bills. It's subtle. I'm, yeah, yeah. It's wild. And, I mean, I'm so – I'm. it's so cool to see some hope on the horizon, you know, like the light in the end of the tunnel of just, like – Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, shoot. Yeah. This kind of the, – the light bulb moment of just, like, oh, thank God. I mean, thank yeah, God yeah, yeah. that's – And such a, like – oh, uh, why don't you take a smaller magnesium pill, right? Like such a <laughs> yeah, simple, yeah. like, oh, God, it doesn't matter how spooled out I can get. Like sometimes the way back is just, I mean, 
I was reading this article about Dyson vacuum cleaners that are like the stick that you just like mount onto the wall and it is plugged in and it's like the a magic rechargeable. wand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a magic wand vacuum. And they were the article was kind of about how people really like those because the barrier between I'm I need to vacuum and I'm vacuuming is very small. Right? Yeah. It's just like go get the vacuum and then vacuum around. Pull the stick but off for the us, wall. we have to go to the laundry room we have to get out the vacuum you have to unwind the cord you have to plug in the cord you have to move it around depending on what room you want to vacuum Mm -hmm. and the vacuum's kind of heavy and so there's like all these points where i could points of failure really yeah yeah, (laughs) points of failure where i could not really make it from i'm not vacuuming to i'm vacuuming Right. right like i there's all these areas places that i could fail and i was thinking like there are so many of the like I just need to have fewer barriers between like I'm not successful and I'm successful, right? There's right. so many points where I could be failing. Like it's just too hard. There's one step too many <laughs> yeah. before I'm just like <laughs> I'm out. I'm mean, just like I'm out. I can't even. Yeah. That's what I love though. I love the removing the barriers for all of the things. Yeah, success. Like what is success? Wanna, yeah, yeah, what do you need to do? Right. And last night, a friend of ours was telling us a story about when they were a kid and they had, you know, what I would call kind of an evil step-parent. And anytime this young person was upset, the evil step-parent would say, I'm going to take you out behind the barn and hit you with a shovel and give you something to really be upset about. I mean, in regards to how you're talking about feeling in your childhood when you weren't feeling well or whatever, and that... I mean, hearing that story from someone that is such a kind, from any human being, any child, I think, is is just wild that a, an adult would say that to a child is just preposterous to me and just wildly yeah. abusive. But especially the person who told us that story that is such a kind person, so sensitive and just like, yeah. oh, my God, you just it's annihilated just this little yeah, person's right. soul in those right. comments of just yeah. like, oh, I mean, just so many like just throwaway parent lines, Ugh. you know, that I'll give you something to cry about that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like oh, nice. It, yeah. Like, w- that is such a wild thing to say. Such a crazy thing to say to a little person. I'm going to hit you with a shovel? Like, what? what? I know. Fuck. I wish I could go back in time and just hit that fucker with a shovel. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, fuck. That person is what we call a dick. I would like to shove a <laughs> shovel in that person's fucking esophagus and then stick <laughs> right. it up his ass. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> the shovel part was whoa, the weird you're part like, of that. Whoa, settle down. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying it made me mad. I had a reaction mm-hmm. to it of just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so wrong. It's just so wrong. Okay, quick sidebar. The word jalopy is such a good word. I love the word jalopy. It just has some a shape that I love. To me, it's just like the perfect shape of word. Oh, maybe that. Maybe if you were a graffiti artist, that would be your tag. <laughs> jalopy. Yeah, because I think it's kind of about like what letters do you want to draw? Mm. What letters look cool next to each other? And my least favorite word was one of the answers for wordle. I know. Recently. I know. 
And I got it in one cho- in oh. one guess because yeah. you said, I hate that word. And Sorry. I was like, oh, I know what word that is. <laughs> Sorry. One guess. Got it. Bad. I was like, oh, God. Where-? Well, there's still some magic in that. The fact that you knew what the word was going to be <laughs> by the <laughs> fact that I said, I hate this mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. There is mm-hmm. no word I hate more. I do hate other words. I do dislike other words. But there is no word I hate more than that word. But also, I saw a piece of graffiti yesterday that was... I don't know if you'd call this a tag or a, a piece or whatever, but it was B K U Z because, because. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I'm like this is my favorite. I was in the car, I was in the car, and I was like, I'm going to make a voice memo to myself so I don't forget this because I really want to remember this. And then I didn't even have to refer to the voice memo because. If I make a voice memo, then I'll remember it. Or if I write it down, I will remember it. I never have to refer back to the reference material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I. Um, that's how I've always excelled in school. Is I take good notes in, well, during a lecture. I never read them again. I never look at them again. But the act of writing them down it solidifies. It solidifies. But you could the use that as you could use voice memo as a as a like a way to reduce barriers in your life, right? Like, oh, if I I'm not going to remember. I'm not like when I say note to self, it is not going to stick. But I could voice memo it to myself, and then then I don't ever have to look at it again. I could do that for podcast content ideas the ones I never write down, I could voice memo those and then see if I remember those. Yeah. We're reducing barriers for our success. We're smoothing out the, Mm -hmm. the like steps where we could fail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I love that that's what we are trying to do in our job, essentially, or what you're trying to do because you're the director of all things. But no, just of product, just of one thing. Trying to reduce barriers for human beings in need of services. And of, yeah, of like a self-directed framework for improving your life. Mm-hmm. How do we turn that into a stick vacuum? Just like smooth out the, the steps, make it f- as few steps as possible. And, like, the easiest steps as possible. Mm -hmm. That it's, like, always available. It's always low barrier. Like, easy to start. Very accessible, right? That we have eight or nine meetings a day offered Mm -hmm. throughout the day, right? Mm -hmm. That I could just jump right into a support community. Mm -hmm. That I could... It would be great if I could, like, tell Siri to add a support routine to my whatever. Mm. Or if I could, like... I mean, someday my f- my future dream is that, like, oh, my Apple Watch detects that I'm depressed or, like, mm. that I am not sleeping very well. Mm-hmm. And it, like... I've fallen. Anal- yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. My Apple Watch also, when I was roller skating and I fell down pretty hard, my Apple Watch offered to call 911 for me. It's not but funny. But wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. No, wouldn't that be cool funny. if it was, like... Oh, you haven't slept very well for the last five days. Not only, like, have we gathered that, but we can also be predictive of, like, we think you should go. We've made a therapy appointment for you to go talk to your therapist so she can tell you to take a smaller pill. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, a chewable if I can, magnesium. Yeah, right? Supplement. If I can just eliminate some of the barriers, the, like, steps, the points of failure for some person who's, like, I want to change my relationship to substances or to, like, 
behaviors that are damaging to me and my family, I would like to reduce. What if a wearable could tell you, you know, you're out at the bar, you know, playing, doing trivia with your friends or your whatever, and your Apple Watch could tell you your blood alcohol is now at point whatever, whatever. It's unsafe for you to drive, you know, mm-hmm. check again in an hour, drink a glass of water or, or just whatever shit like that. You're up or your wearable says, you know, you're experiencing a drug poisoning episode. We are automatically calling them. Your heart has stopped or whatever shit or you're having a heart attack yeah, 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 or whatever. Right, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're we are not far from that. Space age. We're yeah, we're the Jetsons. We're going to start 3D printing steaks and stuff. Like you push the button and a steak just shows up in your fucking, in your spaceship-shaped home. Yeah, but so how can sky. we use that instead of making 3D printed food? How could we use that yeah. to like reduce the barriers, the obstacles to making positive choices yeah. mm-hmm. or like adding support? Yeah, we see that recovery. you've used opiates. 47 days in a row. Here's some detox centers near you with availability. With beds yeah. available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we signed yeah. you up for on the waiting list for this one. There's an Uber on there on its way to your house right now to Dude. pick you up. I mean, if there were, we keep a document at work that's called 11 Star. And it's like, if you could make like your dream app, right? And it like money and ability and like engineering, like there are no obstacles. You can pick whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And one of my features for the dream app is like, there's a button that I can push and immediately get into uh, Uber will come and pick me up and take me to a detox. Yeah. Right. Like that should be. Well, what we know about those moments is that they are fleeting. Like when that person is ready to go. I mean, even back when we were going to detox, I think we've talked about this on the podcast. You'd have to call every morning to see if there was a bed available. And sometimes it would take even back then, like a week or two, two weeks or three weeks or something it seemed like yeah. a really long time. I mean, so that was course, the advantage of living across the street is you could just run over <laughs> and see go if knock there was on a the bed. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying is by the time my bed would be available, I wasn't fucking willing to go that day. No. You know what I mean? It's like right. that opportunity of the willingness to go is such a small window. Yeah. And it comes and goes and it comes and goes and it comes and goes. And if if the like the window of willingness comes and the resources aren't there, that's You're, the saddest thing, again. right? It might not come again. And so like I would love it if there was some way that we could be like, oh, there's a button in the app or, like, I don't know, a f- wearable that's like, I'm ready. Yeah, some emergency, break yeah, the glass, pull the lever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I was talking to, so the other night we were having a conversation with our third roommate, Jason, and he was talking about a friend of his who got assaulted in a certain neighborhood in Seattle. And we started talking about the unhoused population and about the encampments and how they seem to be growing in different parts of the city and stuff. And so then... I was driving somewhere after that, and I was thinking, like, won't it be wild if—and this may already be happening, forgive me if I'm being naive about this, but, you know, that specific neighborhood that we were talking about with him used to be a very sleepy part of the city, kind of known for its sort of old Old Norwegian population, Mm -hmm. and then it kind of turned—started getting gentrified and turned kind of hipster for a long time, and probably still is, but there's a lot of—like, real estate there is not as expensive. It it is expensive, and there's a lot of young families that moved into that part of town back when it was kind of up and coming, and and 
even recently. And so there's a lot of obviously businesses and, and residents in that area that are very concerned about the situation that's happening. And it's happening in a lot of cities and a lot of neighborhoods, for sure. I know that part. But mm-hmm. I just started thinking, like, what if there starts being like a lot of you know, vigilantism. What if people start just like getting out their shotgun, like zombie apocalypse video game or whatever, and just start picking off? Jeez. You know what I mean? Like, what if? What if? What if she it starts just going keeps, after them with a shovel? <laughs> what if they start taking them out behind the barn and <laughs> hitting them with a shovel? But I'm just saying, like, one time, so when I first got sober, I lived on Capitol Hill with my brother, and he lived on, f- like, 15th and Pine, and this, what the situation I'm talking about now was not happening back then, but, so I would have to park out on the big, on the main street there, which was 15th, and I'd have Mason every other week, so every other week, I would have to take him out to the car, which was parked on 15th, and I would drive him to school, and then I would drive to work. And one day we came out to get in our car and there was a person, I don't want to use a stigmatizing word, but likely unhoused, likely suffering from an unhealthy relationship with a substance. Because it was like 7 o'clock in the morning, 7.30 in the morning, and this person looked as though they were having a rough go of life. And they decided to, facing us, stop right in front of us in the middle of the sidewalk and start take out their wiener and pee on the sidewalk <laughs> right in front of me and my little kid and my little first grader mm-hmm. and mason was like mom and i'm like get in the car <laughs> so Mommy. i mean i mean pee on the ground is not that traumatizing to me but seeing like a wiener at seven in the morning you know yeah. i don't know it's just a lot. early for yeah. a stranger's yeah so genitals. so i thought of that situation and i thought you know if it was me in my home and i had kids and my house was surrounded by people very affected by meth or mental illness or whatever and they were stealing my fucking catalytic converter or fucking come towards my house or whatever i would i'd shoot their asses i mean i would protect my home protect my family or whatever i don't have a, i mean i don't have a gun i'm not advocating gun use i'm not advocating gun violence i'm just saying as this problem continues to grow and there's uh, other human beings in the, you know, in the mix all trying to coexist and like what what is going to happen? What is the, the acceleration or the like uh, exacerbation of this situation? I mean, I feel like it's just going to get a lot worse before it gets better is what it's I'm trying to say. very complicated. I mean, yeah. I haven't heard anybody come up with a pretty good idea of like what we're gonna do Mm. i have an idea okay hamsterdam i mean i feel like that's what um that's what seattle kind of all of seattle is now that's what kind of is happening right it's like d no repercussions i don't know if it's like for sure decriminalized like portland is decriminalized right like you can basically hold personal use amounts of Mm -hmm. all kinds of different drugs and it's not like not arrestable that's fine. I mean, we're basically here na- with that now, right? Like, That's fine. But it's the committing crimes. And it's the personal, it's like the assault of another human being. Or, I mean, it's not even so much yeah, like. Yeah, like my neighborhood could seem unsafe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I send the DSA money every month, right? Like, I am a s- 
socialist. Mm-hmm. I am a left-leaning person. You're a tree hugger. I'm a, like, you know, anti-capitalist, believe in inalienable rights of humans, you know, pretty left. I don't even like to use that word no. because I yeah. don't like the... But I'm, you know, pretty human. Human rights, humanitarian. I, yeah, yeah I, for sure. I yeah. don't... I don't know what the answer is, and I, you know, there are parts of the city that I don't want to go by myself, that I would feel afraid, and I don't like feeling afraid, and if I had to live in a part of town where I felt afraid going out my door, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what end of times looks like, I think, is everybody's opinions and, like, fear is growing, but everybody's opinions become more and more and more separate more and more distant right like what one side thinks we should do in comparison to another side become very very separated Mm -hmm. and i'm like this is about class this is like all of the other like addict non-addict you know it's all about people who don't have access to power i.e money in Mm -hmm. capitalism right like the difference between the poorest person and the richest person grows in the billions every day, it seems like, right? Like, I believe that there is no such thing as a billionaire that isn't fucking evil. Right. I don't think you can be a billionaire if you're, unless you're evil. So, I don't know what the, and all that said, right? Like, I don't know what the answer is. Mm-hmm. Except for massive wealth distribution, Give everyone, like, cut Bezos' head off, distribute his money, give everybody an equal share of his money, distribute it equally among people. Besides that, like, I don't know what what else there is. Well, the thing that I always picture is, I mean, it's kind of a District 23 scenario, right? Like, the, the richest people are going to be in a protected dome, Bubble. And I, the rest I didn't of us, watch. I don't know that movie, so I'm missing the metaphor. I don't watch well, a lot of movies. I'm telling you what it is. The richest people live in a protected bubble, or they live like off the earth a little bit. You know, they're hovering above or whatever. And then everybody else is just like doggy dog. Everybody else is just fucking scrapping for food and resources yeah, and medicine. That's like that's what's, what's going to happen. The richest people are that's going what's to be happening protected. Now. Exactly. So it's just going to be more and more obvious it's going to move more and more towards that scenario and so even though people like me and you and most people we know are in the middle of the well we're not even in the middle we're like the in the lower half of <laughs> yeah. let's yeah, divide it up own, into four we don't own property right don't let's own divide humanity into four sections there's the unhoused you know, population living in the favelas, and then there's us, and then there's kind of property, rich property people, owners. and then there's the really rich people. So the only people that are going to be in the protected bubble are the top, top, and then everyone else is going to be fighting for the same amount of shit. So we're going to have to, we're going to be grouped into the desperation of the people who are stealing catalytic converters and mm-hmm. pro- we're probably going to have to start killing each other for water pretty soon. You know what I'm saying? It's like Mad Max level yeah. shit. The reason why we are not in favelas right now is because we haven't 
gotten sick of a medical condition we couldn't afford to pay for. Right. Right. Like, that's it. Like, that's why I'm not in a favela, because I don't currently have active drug addiction or alcoholism. Like, that has been arrested. And I don't have another medical condition that I can't afford to pay for or that makes me so sick I can't work. Because that's all it would take is a really, you know, a medical bill that puts me out. Yeah. That's most middle, lower class, right? right? Like, that's it. And also, I mean, if I was a person with the amount of, like, financial resources that I have as a person, just a singular human, if I didn't have the amount of friends and family and community and support around me, if I had to, like, live by myself, support myself entirely, I would be living a very different life. And even living how I live now with a ton of support and a ton of community around me, I still am, you know, and I mean, I have a I have a decent like mid-range job slash salary or whatever. I still live paycheck to paycheck. If it's I'll, what I'm trying to say is if it's hard for someone like me or you or whatever, mm-hmm. not hard, but you know, Imagine how hard it is for someone with even less advantage, say there's, you know, a couple more barriers in their life and they, you know, lose their job, can't get unemployment, boom, you're homeless. And then boom, you can never get another apartment in low income housing or affordable housing because there's no fucking affordable housing. There's no fucking barely any low income housing. And then you're a, just a regular, you know, lower middle class person. And then, boom, suddenly you're in that situation where you're living in your car for a while until your car breaks down. I mean, how often have we heard this story of, you know, and I think a lot of the perception is like everyone that's unhoused made that choice and that they ended up there because they have some wild, insane, you know, drug addiction or alcoholism or whatever. And mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Sometimes that is true, of course. we I've definitely used myself out of my living situation before. But also, what if you find before you need some relief or before, you know, you have to kind of like get a group of allies together and those people are all using heroin and they seem pretty relaxed and it's kind of staving off some of the uncomfortability of sleeping in a tent and like, yeah, I'll try, I'll do it. And then pretty soon, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, so hard to quantify. Like we don't know who the population is exactly that's live that's living outdoors. And well, and it's and, not one answer, right? It's not one thing. It's not one reason. It's a constellation of reasons. And everyone, like, there's not one answer. It's really, I mean, it might end up being the most complicated thing we face. Yeah, it really is. And while we're, it seems like society is so distracted. There's so much other shit that society is focused on. Everybody's, you know, up in arms about having to wear a mask and they want to whatever, you know, fight about Joe Rogan or whatever, all this bullshit. And it's like, while everyone's focusing on all of that stuff, you know, a convoy going across Canada because their human, their rights are being taken away. This other thing is just growing, 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 growing. And every once in a while, you'll see that they've cleared out the encampment underneath a bridge or they're clear out an encampment in one area But it's just such a feeble 
it's just a, such a feeble attempt at like kind of quelling the squeakiest wheel, like the neighborhood or the community that's that squeaks the loudest to the powers that be to get this out of their neighborhood mm-hmm. or whatever. But it doesn't. And, and they I don't, can't even fault them for that. Anymore, of course not. Right? Of course like, not. Yeah, I get it. If I had little kids and there was a, you know, favela in my backyard. Yeah. I would be worried. For sure. And, but we've seen it happen where those people just, they have to go just set it up somewhere else. You know, they just find, they have to just go find a spot that's not a hot spot at the moment and just kind of rebuild and and camp out there until they get shoved into a different neighborhood. And the, the nature of humans is they're going to do that in a group because it's safer and because community feels better than isolation. So you're going to be in a tent city. You're going to bring your friends. You're going to all, like, try to make a little village. and You're going to pool your resources, yeah. Yep. Make a little homestead, yeah. It's wild. It's really... And so in regards to thinking about one's own personal... Just like the state of myself, even though I feel like I'm in a in a good place in my life and, you know, spiritually and emotionally and whatever, I realized the other day when I was thinking about the if there was going to be like a lot of vigilantism of people trying to keep people out of, off their property and stuff, I realized that these social societal concerns, along with the pandemic, of course, have caused a different level of angst and kind of anxiety in me that I haven't really experienced a ton in my life before. Just kind of this constant hum of angst, of anxiety, Mm -hmm. of just kind of worry or concern. Or every time I listen to NPR, I get kind of like, I get a little just like, oh shit, what's happening? You know, what's happening? Or And it's a... I mean, my central nervous system, I don't regularly watch the news and i understand that that makes me kind of a privileged asshole right that i don't like i am not politically like in the know right now but it's i have decided that my mental health comes before that for me i don't care i don't feel like knowing the news or like being activated by the news i don't believe that that is a good use of my energy. I feel like you know, you are in touch with what is going on in the world, though. I don't feel like, like, anytime I talk to you about anything that I have just discovered somewhere, somehow, you are you know what's happening. I mean, I don't want people to think that you are in just, like, oblivious. No, I don't watch CNN. I don't watch Fox News. I don't watch MSNBC. I don't watch Como. I don't watch Cairo. I listen to NPR in the mornings for about an hour while I'm waking up. Yeah, yeah. And I think I that's read. a good amount of news. Yeah, yeah. The Reddit. You'll see some news on Reddit. Yeah, I do look at I do look at Reddit quite a bit. That's the socialist media that I do. <laughs> I know. And it's well, funny Instagram, because Instagram, but I don't really no, hang out there. I I've always like all of the stuff that you tell me about Reddit. I've always it's like, oh, I I learned about this new like curly hair thing on Reddit or like, oh, I saw this, you know, this it's always seems like it's interesting or funny or and I'm just like, what is this Reddit thing? So I got the Reddit app and 
I don't know how I don't know how, what I'm looking for. It's like your <laughs> Reddit is so curated by now. Well, I've been yeah, I've been on Reddit for eleven years. Right. You know, I'm I have like, probably oh, the what lowest. What am I looking for on Reddit? Yeah. Should I yeah, look yeah. for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever you're interested in. I mean, it's very Tweakopedia for me. If I'm like, oh, I'm into making kimchi, then I subscribe to the kimchi subreddit oh, and I learn a lot about kimchi or right. kombucha or. Curly hair or knitting or... Yesterday, Cindy and I went out to the property where her brother-in-law, Bob, boards his horse. And her... So Cindy's sister and brother-in-law live in Mexico for a part of the year. And so while they're gone in the winter, Cindy likes to go visit Bob's horse. His name's Brown, Mr. Brown. And so I went with her yesterday and... I love being around horses. I love the smell of horse shit. It's comforting to me. And I had to wear my tall rubber boots. It was just a mud bath there. I mean, just slippery mud, just disgusting, terrible, which is just kind of part of the deal when you have horses in the Northwest. It's just muddy Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. It's just muddy and poopy. And just, you know, visiting all the horses and visiting with Brown. And she, you know, groomed him and saddled him up and rode him around in the arena. And I just sat there and watched her and stuff and met some horses and just, you know, being out in the country. And it was sunny yesterday. It wasn't Mm -hmm. raining, thank God. But Mm -hmm. it really made me miss my... Fridays in Olympia with Christy, my horse person who was teaching me about mindful horsemanship. And so yesterday it just dawned on me like, you know, I want to start that back up in the spring. So I want to, I mean, she and I have been in contact over the winter. We'll text each other. We're friends on social media, so I know what she's up to. And every once in a while we say hi to each other, but I'm just formulated in my mind. I just remembered how much I enjoyed it and just realized that I missed it. And I hadn't really been thinking about it too much over the winter, but just like Well, because winter is so wintry. I mean, winter is so much like just survive. It's hard on me. Yeah, it's really... I feel like the older I've gotten, the more I struggle in the winter because I've lived here my whole life. And I don't remember... Just like I would say, like in the last five years, it's gotten more intense for me, the struggle in winter to not feel hopeless and and get down into despair. Like, what's the point of all this? What is the purpose of this? I really get like in some despair around it. And so yesterday I just had the awareness of like, oh, you know, that's something that I'm really interested in and that I really enjoy doing and haven't been doing for a long time and kind of got excited about getting back yeah, into that in cool, the spring. Well, that's what's great about spring is yeah. that there starts to be some hope. You start to see the daffodils coming up. You know? I saw a little sprout of a daffodil when the dog and I were walking yesterday over by the lake and I was like, hope spring's eternal <laughs> yep here it comes yeah. we did it again we survived it again made it through yeah and every year i'm always like i am not doing another seattle winter i'm moving away i can't do it i refuse to do it and then and another then, and here yeah I am one for and i i mean you can't beat summer in seattle I you can't beat summer in are. seattle yeah you can't beat it Mm-mm. it's the most beautiful it's just very short Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so now, was, and, and now we have smoke season, right? We have yeah less. We have less of a summer because now August is just this month of smoke. Yeah. Le- actually, last summer wasn't too bad. 
for us. I mean, it was bad in some places, but not too bad here. But when I was in Mexico, there was one day that was like 75 or something. And everybody there was like, it's pretty cold today. I was like, this is this could qualify as, as one of the nicer days in summer mm-hmm. in Seattle yeah. from yeah. Where, I, where I come from. No, remember last year we had the fucking 112 degree day? Yeah, the last couple summers we've had some we've had It's gotten a times. little extreme. <laughs> it's the fucking end Global of times, warming. dude. I, I know. really It's the end of times. I know. I you can be. tell by the graffiti. <laughs> yeah. It's the end There's of times. There's a lot of graffiti, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to say that was the first sign. There was graffiti everywhere. Mm-hmm. And a lot of unhoused, a lot of the population is unhoused. I was having a conversation earlier tonight with a young woman with a small child who is going to enter into treatment. And I was thinking about when Mason was little and about trying to get sober when Mason was little. And... You know, I I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, too, but it seems like women, like women trying to get sober, women with kids have an extra added set of things to contend with. It's interesting because it's two different things. It's we have like guilt and shame perhaps attached to that. But also what I realized through the conversation with this young woman tonight is that we also have the inspiration to want to be our best selves and to want to like really change and be good moms. And so I don't know why I'm talking about that. But also I, when I was talking to her and thinking about her small child and thinking about young people now considering having kids or having kids and kind of like the state of things, you know, the state of society, the state of the world, the pandemic, the unhoused population, the, how expensive it is to be alive. And to be facing that stuff as a young person, you know, starting a family or young people optimism. already have young kids. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of optimism to break through that and want to still kind of participate in the kind of what the species is here for, you know, to live life and give life and raise, raise new people and create, you know, the ongoing creation of the species and society it's probably a pretty daunting consideration right now you know for young people well i mean it's not for us like we're not in that right mental state right like i'm i'm in my crone early early 50s early crone early crone pre-crone (laughs) Corona. <laughs> We're in a post-corona, pre-crone. <laughs> yeah. So that's not for me. It's not for for me to have like. No. I feel driven to. You know, I don't. I don't have it. I understand both perspectives. You know, you hear from young people of like, we're going to forge ahead and we're going to continue on and do the thing that people do. And then you hear from young people like, I don't, I'm not doing it. I don't feel comfortable like mm-hmm. foisting this society yeah, onto everyone, new people. Every, every answer is okay as long as it's, as it's like not 
forced by anyone. They can everyone gets yeah. to choose their, what they want. I know it's wild times, but to, like every once in a while, I have a pang of like you know if shit's f- going to hell in a handbasket. Like I want to smoke cigarettes. I want to. Drink some champagne. I want to fucking... I don't know what else. As... First of all, as fucking if you could just drink champagne, right? Go ahead and smoke a cig. That's fine, but... Sure, sure. Have you ever drank champagne? I'm just saying... No, I never had, probably never, maybe I've had one glass of champagne in my lifetime. I mean, this is the, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is just like the fantasy portion of like, well, if it's going to be the zombie apocalypse and I might as well just, you know, ABC, like do. Yeah, right. Go buck wild before. Which is the crumbling. (laughs) Smoke a cig. (laughs) Woo! Woo! Yeah. (laughs) Spend my. Spend too much money on a vacation. Right. Like, how wild am I going to get? What is what is even wild to me? I Every time I drive around and see all the graffiti, I'm like, am I supposed to be up? Like, am I supposed <laughs> yes, to make right. a tag? I feel like I'm... I want to. I feel like I could. Am I supposed to be up right now? I, I think want so. you to. Did you talk to our mutual friend about this when you saw him yesterday about did you mention this this urge you're having i mean we always talk about stuff like that i mean i'm i always have a lot of questions about stuff like that but did i was you talking ask, to did you ask that specific no, question but i was yeah. talking to vickers about it i'm like are we supposed to be up are we am i supposed to like mm-hmm. be on an off-ramp somewhere or something like what did getting my name up there and he was like oh, i mean Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I really want you guys to do this. I am not advocating for illegal behavior or endangering yourself. And I Well, will you come know, to- I mean, I have this, like, you know, I like to make stickers and make art. And I had this, I, this sort of art project that was called Gorilla Therapy. And it was about, like, bringing trauma-informed art to graffiti stickers and like mm. putting them all over the city like when we walk to pcc and stick stickers on the poles on our way to the PCC. <laughs> yeah and the and the and the stickers say address your trauma yeah right? <laughs> like or like look inside your heart yeah, yeah yeah that's what i want to do like that's what my tag would be something like that of like please take care of yourself please mm-hmm. like Love prioritize self-care please mm-hmm. like Take you know, care of your neighbor. Don't, yeah. Yeah. Don't hate the person that lives in a tent behind your house, right? Tents like, are people. Yeah. Like, that's always been, like, that's would be the spirit of any kind of graffiti that I would do. It would be for people, not not to, like, stick my finger in the eye or, like, to get popular, to get clout or something. I'm not interested in that. I just want people to feel better. Okay. What barriers are you experiencing in regards to having this? project come to fruition what are your what are the barriers right now for you um that it happens at night is that (laughs) i don't like being outside (laughs) in the dark time nighttime nighttime i i I don't like the dark i don't like being cold dark cold i don't really valid those are all valid i'm with you on all those okay i don't really i mean i don't think it would be too hard for me to do 
you know, to have, I used to be an airbrush artist, so I feel like I could master the how. The spray I mean, can. Mm-hmm. Well, not like I would never think that I'd be good at it, but I could get something going. But I don't really know how. I don't know that I would be any good at it instantly. I'm sure quite certain I wouldn't be. That's kind of I it. Ref- I refute that statement or that fact but (laughs) i hear you i see you i validate you as a person i disagree with that statement Mm -hmm. but go ahead and proceed are those all the barriers Um, yeah i feel like those those are kind of you probably like to have someone drive you to the location and, and also like i would want someone who knows the where and the how and the also like I don't want to offend anybody I don't want to like whoops I tagged the wrong thing and that yeah. was like someone else's had something yeah. something planned for their I don't want any yeah. beef I'm not trying to start any beef <laughs> you don't want to be a graffiti beefer <laughs> I don't want to beef on anybody um, you don't want to beef bourguignon on any graffitis <laughs> no no not trying okay. to not trying to Step on anyone's toes. I mean, I just want I'm people to excited. feel excited. I'm excited about this. I'm like legitimately <laughs> like I felt kind of thrilled when you mentioned this. I would like to offer my assistance. My support. <laughs> you're you're going to drive. You're going to be. You're going to be. The, you're the I'll driver. be the lookout. I'll be the driver. I will, unless it's. I mean. And we can, I think we can, we probably know enough people that we could find a pretty, like, kind of safe, like, not. Yeah, well, I would, I mean, we would employ Vickers to help us, I think. He would, he'd be a good um, person to guide. I think that would be really fun. I would like to be the videographer if if, if that position's available, if, if that's a possibility. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want it to be on TikTok or anything wild. But no, just to just to enjoy for ourselves, just for just for fun. I mean, it's. I think now's the time. I think now is <laughs> the right time for this. Maybe in the summer when it's when we can eliminate one of the barriers, which is coldness. coldness. We can eliminate that barrier, right? Because I don't think you can eliminate darkness. I think it has no. to be dark. You want? I think you want that barrier. Mm-hmm. So. If anyone wants to volunteer to, like, help no, with this no. escapade, this caper, no. give me a lesson. Be uh, careful like, what you ask for. You might have a pot. A pot you, you don't want to roll 50 deep into the fucking. <laughs> you don't want to have, like, a convention at the site where know. you're. Maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not acting like I know anything about how to do it, but. Well, I just want to let you know that because is already taken. So yeah, I know I got to come up with a BKUZ. Good job, BKUZ, whoever you is. And it wasn't a fancy piece. I love it. I love how it looks. I love the. I mean, I think yours has to be GPS, GPSY or VRWF. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. Or both. Could hyphenate them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm excited. Now I'm excited about this. Okay, I'm gonna work on I'm gonna work on some I need some lessons though. I need a volunteer to help me. I think we have the people already within our reach that can help guide you. Look what I haven't taken yet today. I'm holding up a magnesium. Is it your magnesium? (laughs) It's a big one, right? It's big. It gets stuck, it dries out. 
They do. They get stuck like in the lower part oh. of your throat in your chest. Oh, and I know. You have I know. To drink a bunch of liquid, and then you're kind I of know. waiting for. Some I don't know burn. if I should save it to the end or do it in the beginning. But I, but <laughs> I, I got new magnesiums. That's only Chewies. one pill. It's not chewy, but it's like flexible. It's like squishy. Oh, it's not like a. It's like kind of squishy, more squishy. Like and a it's gel? one pill. I don't have to take two. It's only one. Is it a gel cap or something? Like a gel? It's a no? ca- regular capsule, but it feels like it's just like more squishy. Softer. Okay. Did you take them? Did you yeah, take them? but I've taken it every day since uh, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, so doing pretty good. I, I've not slept any better yet, but maybe it just takes time. I mean, I think I I want to really give you kudos and really validate you for your vulnerability, your honesty, your authenticity, because you are a person in our community of recovery that you are the focal point of a lot of women coming up after you. Of You are a source of guidance for a lot of people. And I think it's really healthy and I think it's really supportive and beautiful for you to talk about this, about yourself. And oh yeah, I have not arrived. Be an example to everyone who looks to you as the beacon, the Sherpa, the crone. To continue to humanize yourself in a public way, I think, is very humble, and it's very helpful, and it's notable. And I just want to give you kudos and support and appreciation and love for bringing that out Keeping into the real. open. Shine in the light. Yeah, shine in the light. And we recognize where we have room to continue to grow. And yeah, dude. Aldo and I were talking about it last night, but I have a lot of nerves and, like, concern and, like, a sensitivity about that there is no arrival, right? There, Anybody who says they've got it figured out is someone you should fucking run from. Yeah. Because nobody has it figured out. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that is, that is someone that is believing their own delusion, Ego, yeah. And that is a dangerous, that's a dangerous person to take advice from. Right. Anyone that claims to be a guru, anyone that claims to be. Yeah, if you meet Buddha on the road, kill him. Yeah. Anyone claims to be the voice of God in anyone else's life is probably off the beam. Yeah. They're. um, God bless them. Yeah. God bless them. I mean, and, and also like that will be me someday. That'll be some you days someday. it is some days it is me hopefully not as many days as in a row it's not me yeah right yeah. not right. as many days in yeah. a row yeah. right i'd like it to be only one or two or a few days in a row before i'm like oh crap like i i mean this is just what it requires of me i don't know if it re- it's required of anyone else but i have to be fully disclosed with what's going on because the only way i can see it in me is if you reflect it back. And the only way you can reflect it back is if I tell you what's going on. Right, exactly. And if I don't say the stuff out loud, then my e- it's easier for my ego to bamboozle me because there's no truth coming in to discount what my ego is trying to tell me. 
you know everything. You're the guru. That's you. You're who people come to. You know what's best for everyone. Like if I'm not saying this shit out loud, I'm not saying that you that this is what happened with you and your supplements by any means. But, <laughs> <laughs> but oh, my, my ego, my ego can bamboozle me a lot easier if I if it has me captive if mm-hmm. i'm not yeah, shining yeah, right, light right. on if i if i don't if i'm open buying, the, blinds, if I'm buying yeah. the bullshit i'm buying my own bullshit i'm in real trouble if i'm buying it i'm if i'm buying it if i don't open the blinds and say to my neighbors hey look at this thing what look what this thing is and they all go oh yeah that's bullshit and then you're like okay yeah all right moving on Yeah, for sure. And that's the beauty. I mean, the thing of it is like, I think, I mean, I I think I'm always going to be subjected to these attempts on my sanity, but hopefully they're, they're more obvious and much shorter lived and happen less frequently as time goes on, as yeah. we continue to walk down this path into crone ship, crone hood. Crondom. Crondom. <laughs> What about crone ship? What about that? <laughs> it's like a conservatorship, but with a crone. Okay, I don't, um, I mean, I say this every episode now. I don't know how long we've been talking or how long this is going to be. I am tired. I know, I can see you rubbing your eyes. <laughs> so I'm going to release you from the constraints of this zoom call that we are mm-hmm. on right now it's my and pleasure it is i love our long conversations i love it too i always feel great when we're done talking and i feel like we are exploring things that feel like important to me and i feel like they're important to you and i f- also feel like i would like to eat a brownie that you baked today. Oh, a gluten-free. Did you, are they still here or did you give them No, they're, away? they're still here. I'll oh. show you where they are. I'm into that. Okay. I'll see you in the kitchen. See you in the kitchen. Mm. Bye, 22. Bye. 22. Tootie, 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 tootie. Tootie, 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 tootie. <laughs>